This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Jackson's there, Billy did. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Rupi Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson. Clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stefan Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Senors and senoritas, and bienvenido to episode 119 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. The Terriers march into the championship top six after a gritty Yorkshire Derby victory at home to Hull. We'll take a look back on the game as well as some of the other news and features coming out of HD1. This week, we're celebrating another good managerial showing by Carlos Corberan and the team, and Cozzy is so enamored that he's headed out to Spain in honor of town's boss. After having plenty of fizzy carbs in Marbs, it's El Coso Loco Richard Kosmala. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, mate. It's good to watch uh, legal uh, town there content. Uh, <laughs> as as always, every week when he's not there, of course. Uh, with us, a man who is more understated in his celebration, so you just had a paella for tea. It's Dan Pozzaporit. You okay, buddy? Yeah, not bad, mate. You? I'm not bad. I had about 30 complaints last week after uh, your microphone escapade so hopefully this week you are uh, more uh, in tune with the mic and some would say it's probably a good thing Matthew they couldn't hear <laughs> what I was saying plenty did uh, with us as well <laughs> <laughs> with us and when you need a big guest you go fishing and today we've reeled in a whopper it's Ollie Fisher how are you doing buddy yeah great thank you for the very friendly welcome as always always mate and I'm your host El Matashaw so right guys before we get going uh this episode, as always, is sponsored by the Brilliant Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, Magic Rock is open. Uh, so Wednesday night, we've got Birmingham City coming up. Uh, get yourselves down there for uh, a bit of pre-match, pre-match, uh, 
pretty much fluid down there. It's a great yeah, Matt, place it's to go. available in Marbella. Marbella. It's not there's not a magic rock bar, but the trolley there beer over there. The guy was telling me last night. So it's spreading, mate. It's spreading. A, it's incredible, mate. So come to Spain, San Miguel, no. Mao, no. Magic rock. See. <laughs> get that on an advert get that on a poster i know oh, that's brilliant uh right guys so let's talk about huddersfield town two whole mill we've won again amazing uh we made a great start to this game i thought um you know tom lee sent the uh, the warning signs nice and early with uh ingram the uh, the whole goalkeeper made a decent block from the first uh daniel sinani set piece uh, second one, not to be denied. Uh, I think the goalkeeper probably won't look back too fondly on this one. He punched it up in the air. It was returned back in and uh, Tom Lees is there to nod home. Um, great start, pause, and one that we fully deserved after uh, nine minutes. Yeah, really good, mate. Yeah, um, like I said, warning times were there. Bit of a strange goal, to be fair. One of them that you, as soon as it went in, I sort of looked across the linesman, looked at ref, because it was a bit of a scrappy goal, wasn't it? And you, you see them chalked off sometimes. So it was nice to to see the flag stay down and, uh, you know, be a nice little goal and decent scenes there early on in, in the corner with the Kilner and South Stand and it were, yeah, got us off to a, a flying start. I thought we'd done well for the opening part of the game anyway, to be fair, so we no more than we deserved. Um, first 10 minutes we were we were out of the traps, which were which were great to see. And um, like I said, took the lead, another set piece. Um yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at Cosy trying to leave that hot dog. He's still trying to open that ketchup sachet. <laughs> yeah, we had a, lot, a lot more success with our set pieces this year than he seems to be having with that opening tomato sauce. So it was, <laughs> yeah, we know more than we deserved, I thought, after 10 minutes. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Ollie as well. Um, Daniel Sinani, you know, the, the team itself was maybe a little bit of a surprise because after the last international break, I think Daniel Sinani had a, a bit of a rest, but, you know, he's, he's thrown into the lineup. Sauber Thomas thrown in as well. Uh, and, you know, the guys delivering from out wide again, both goals from set pieces, uh, technically. Uh, Sauber, I think he's got a bit of a lucky assist this time because his corner went sailing over everybody to Dwayne and, and Dwayne's returned it with interest, as they say. But this this game was a really interesting one. Um, Hull came back into it. Uh, I thought this was a, a really decent contest. Hull came back in, Town came back, Hull came back. It was a, it was a bit of a, a, a cagey boxing match, if you like, in many ways. And Grant McCann, post-match, really summed it up. He said Hull were decent between both boxes, but not in either box. And I think that really summed up uh, why Huddersfield won this game, because Huddersfield were clinical uh, in the box. And defensively, Cozzy, Ollie, I'll throw this to both of you. Levi Colwell, excellent at the back once again. And he's, he's a player who's really filling out now and, uh, and coming into his own. Yeah. Honestly, Matt, I think it's very psychological with us now. Uh, I saw Grant McCann's comments on that as well. I think teams are coming in knowing that we're really good at set pieces. And it's almost like, if I were kind of looking at these other teams that were playing their training ground like two, three, four days before the game it's all about set pieces we've got to concentrate other children are good at this and they were haunted by it mate. and I thought the keeper he kind of seemed to be briefed on you know what he should do in that as well and I, I thought they really were overthinking it and that as well I thought it was a big error from the keeper and I just think it's really good that we're getting into people's heads now Matt and I think uh, you know he's seen his post-match comments from that as well it, I couldn't you know I agree totally with what it says, like box to box, they had no threat. I felt that I watched their game against Sheffield out the other week and uh, again, didn't think they had any threat at all, but I think it's really good, mate. We're, we're kind of causing issues. We're not, it made me laugh, we were having a chat today, it's like, we're not like the Wimbledon, because we're playing, we're playing some nice football, but it's not the most exciting, but, but we are good at what we do and then set pieces. I think teams are spooked out and that's one, they were a kind of contra on that as well, at kind of, that's quite a word, isn't it? And that's, that's a French word, isn't it? But, 
between the guy who I forgot his name of the whole Sunderland. He used to play for them and that was on midfielder. George Winniman. Of, like, kind of, George Winniman. And they were a bit of kind of tuning and throwing and stuff. The referee were kind of, you know, pulled towards it. And I don't think they switched back on that. And again, we got in there. I think psychologically, this your town, set pieces. It's Rent really getting free. on the team's head. I love it, mate. I absolutely love it. And yeah, I'd like to see a bit more exciting football. But you know when we've got a set piece. I post that tweet today. I cannot remember it. People were saying Kinden team, 79-80. But I can't rem- obviously remember that. But I don't remember a town team set piece-wise. I mean, probably Steve Chicken will wheel out the stats you know, tomorrow or today and stuff like that. So it's incredible. I mean, like again, I know it would have kind of broken down. Corner, you know came what, back in and that as well. I'm, go- I'm going to bore you here because I was going to do an article. He's got a man uh, No, no, I was going to do an article last year because <laughs> on corners specifically and how, how many goals we score from corners in certain areas. And it never saw the light of day because the optostats don't go back to when we had Gary Roberts and Pilkinen. So I couldn't cross-reference, you know, you're the likes of Aramoy, Tommins, etc. to Gary Roberts. Because I remember Gary Roberts getting around 10 goals from 10, 10 assists one season from a corner. His, his in-swing corners are absolutely superb. But that's the that's the last one, really, that I, I can remember. Cause... Matt, I'll, I'll shit, though. Every time, Ollie, you'll back me up. But even Aramoy, the ball print. Every time we got a corner, we're like, you might as well have gone for a pie or a pint or something because it would never not anything good from it. It's incredible now. Free kick, dead ball, anything. I just think we're going to score. And honestly, total credit to Carlos because it's a real issue. And that's all for other teams and they can't seem to cope with it. And it's, it's getting in their heads. I saw that. We all, they couldn't cope with us, mate, on them set pieces. Yeah, I don't think, sometimes football can be overcomplicated by people. You know, um, I think it's funny how we've gone from um, a manager in, in Danny Cowley and obviously Nicky Cowley who were really, they, they put a lot of emphasis on set pieces and the value added that you can get from set pieces, you know, an extra 20% on your uh, on your goals scored and you can cut out 20% if you can defeat uh, defend them well. Um, and then, you know, last season and, and how we've played under Carlos so far, the emphasis perhaps couldn't have been on anything you know, more the other side of the scale than set pieces. But now um, I think we've realised the quality that we have from from wide areas and um, perhaps we've come up with some new routines. I mean, you've, you've seen that one yesterday that led to the goal with all the gathering at the back post um, and then timing those runs. I mean, it's just little things like that, that that maybe take an hour to work on on the training ground, but they can cause teams problems. And I think Cosy's totally right. Um, it's getting in teams' heads now to the extent that they're, they're perhaps looking for stuff that often isn't there. Um, when they're expecting some kind of complicated routine, it, it's not there and we just get a near post flick or whatever it might be. You know, before at the start of the season, Pearson was was popping in with the goals and now Tom Lees is getting some from, from set pieces. So I, I think it's like whack-a-mole, isn't it? You know, we, we, we're causing threat from multiple different avenues um, and, and that's good to see because, you know, for a long, long time, I can just remember us being absolutely useless when it comes to set pieces um, and, and finally it, as as the lads say we feel like we've got a genuine threat every time a ball goes in I'll bring you I'll in. tell you what though guy. yeah sorry the one thing that I, yeah, obviously we've all played football at some kind of level and that's a crap level I don't think there's nothing worse morale wise than conceding a goal like all did yesterday I'd rather have I mean the Dwayne almost won like they can kick it to bits but it was a great strike and we'll come out on that later but that, that goal, it were a wrench. If I'm a town fan, like if I'm an old fan, seeing that, it breaks my eyes. It's like horrible, scruffy goal that could have been avoided. You've worked hard all week on set pieces. 
you've let a goal in like that, the keeper were at fault and stuff. I think that really, really hurts. And I'd rather see, you know, a bit of quality where you can say, fair play, guys, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. And that that's, I think that's such a body blow in that as well. And uh, I mean, Tom Lee's, he was like, I don't think he would even face it cold. What he would kind of like face and kill the back, just like hooked his leg around like a crab. And that's like crab football. You remember that, Pods? And uh, yeah, honestly, I don't care how they come, but I honestly think that other teams are like uh, really hurt by what we do in that as well. And when you hear about set piece team, you normally think like Big Sam Allardyce or George Graham, etc. But I don't see it like that because I just think we're really good at that. And I wish we were a bit better at some of the outfield stuff, but it really is uh, it, it hurts teams from that as well. I don't think we'll ever recovered, even though they had a good patch in the middle. That that was a bad goal because even McCann said that after the game match. It did indeed, because he's gone back on mute there. Um I wanna what I want to do as well, guys, is I want to throw out um a bit of a well done to Carlos as well. Because we, you know, over the last uh, ten months or so, we we've we have on occasion been quite critical of Carlos and his substitutions, team selections, etc. Um Obviously, you are if you only win, you know, one or two games in you know twenty odd, like like we had done. But I thought yesterday uh, we, we seen a, a coach or a head coach. Uh, he did uh, the um, he went out and uh, did a um, thing with the disabled. You know, did like a Q and A with the the Huddersfield Town Disabled uh, you know Association Supporters Association, which was really great. We saw uh, him do a um, a YouTube um, video, if you like, with uh, Raj from from Huddersfield Town and Stephen Chicken, which. I think he's painting Carlos in a much better light now this year. Carlos, we're seeing a personality come out from Carlos rather than, you know, before we just heard, you know, the sound bites, you know, the quite Monday, you know, really sort of dull sound bites, really pre and post match where he would just tell everybody, you know, quite matter of fact, what's going on. And we're seeing a bit of a character come out now in, in Carlos Corbran, which is really good. And what we're also seeing is we're seeing a coach who's learning, a coach who's getting better, which is, which is fantastic really for us. Cause this is what we all wanted. You know, nobody really wanted Carlos to be, you know, out on the, on the, on the curb, you know, we all wanted to get better as a collective. And what we saw again at this weekend is we've seen the use of substitutions has really affected the game positively from Huddersfield. You know, Hull were getting into the game uh, through the middle of the pitch and he's brought Scott High on. Scott High's done a good job in the middle of the park. You know, he's showed things up and, you know, the momentum of the game switched again. We've, we've reacted to Hull. We've gone to a back four when Pearson's gone off injured and Ollie Turton's come back on and, and then, you know, they've thrown Tom Eves on, you know, who's a big striker, big dangerous striker. And we've reacted by throwing Nabi Sar on, uh, who will, will, will gloss over Nabi's miss kick. You know, but, you know, these are the things that are working at the minute, whereas maybe last season, these things weren't working, you know, for Carlos. And, and at the minute, I think you've got to give the coach, you know, great credit for, for things that are coming through. And, you know, everything's coming up Carlos at the minute, isn't it, Poz? Yeah, like you say, if you, you know, prepared to criticise, you've got to... Um you know, applaud when things are done well and one of our biggest gripes are, you know, so what we've discussed on here in, in the past is in-game tactical um, changes and yesterday, as you say, yesterday I probably shifted it around maybe two or three times to uh, to either be proactive and, you know, get us on the front foot or be, you know, reactive and, and change things to, to show us up at the back and I think that second goal from Holmes obviously made it a little bit easier because the whole world get, they were getting back into it. Although I would never really felt under threat, if I don't know about you, but yeah, I would never so. got that feeling that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Um, they're number seven. He could still be trying to score now. I can't remember his name, but he could still be trying to score now. And, you know, he had a bit of a nightmare, didn't he? And, he, you know, I think he was trying too hard at some points to score. But even the little things like when... Uh, 
think it was Tsunami made a mistake and uh, Nichols had come out and, you know, it, it all looked, certainly from where I was, that their striker had just sort of curled it into an empty net and it, Tom Lee's got a great blocking. And it's when you see things like that, you kind of think it's going to be our day today because on another occasion, you know, that goes in far corner and all of a sudden it's a, it's a different game there. But, yeah, props to Carlos. He's, um, you know, he's, as you say, he's learning, he's improving. And I think, the, I think it helps this season massively as well that he's probably got a better squad of players to pick yeah. from. Um, on paper, um, you know, we sort of did a little bit of analysis on the players that came in, and you know, they weren't massively inspiring. You know, Tom Lee's, Matt Pearson, for for example, and you know, again, we, we probably like a few fans, and, and certainly maybe a few on ears have, have been left to eat his words a little bit in regards to who we brought in, and you know, recruitment team have, have had the first share of stick, and, and rightly so for some players that the you know, brought in recently. But I think this season, I think we've got a great balance. Uh, we've got cover in a lot of places where we probably didn't have last year. And we are able to make changes in game and not really affect the, you know, the quality of the 11 yeah. out there. That, that's um, a great, Scott great. High did a great job yesterday when he came on. And, yeah, it's, a, you know, it's a great point. Much more, really, at the moment. No, it's a great point, Paz, because you look back to maybe a watershed game last year was Bournemouth away and bring on Ollie as well. You look at Bournemouth and we threw in Brahima Diara away at Bournemouth. We got absolutely battered. I think it was 5-0, wasn't it? Brahima Diara uh, came in. You know, he's a great young player, but it was probably ahead of where he maybe should, you know, was, was at that time. Uh, Aaron Rowe played as a right wing back and really struggled. Um, you know, the, the strength on the bench just wasn't there, you know, from, from January onwards. We had a lot of injuries, but now... I think Huddersfield have really learned, you know, the recruitment team, Carlos, everyone there has really learned from last season and it's great to see it and really encouraging. You know, you look at Oli Turton, Oli Turton came on, Oli Turton's never played championship before, but he's 28 years old. He's got, you know, hundreds of games under his belt, you know, and that experience is, is fantastic. Scott High, you know, Scottish under 21 international now, Scott High, he's, you know, he's really developed from last year and I, I really like Scott High. I think he's a smashing little player. Aaron Rowe, when he comes back, I thought Aaron Rowe was great at the end of last season, you know, so, you know, some of the hard yards we've put in last season with some of the younger players is bearing fruit and we've got better options now coming from the bench. And you've also got to throw in the recruitment as well and and say, you know what, guys, we've given you stick before for Diacabi, for your Imbenzas, for your Bockhorns, etc. But do you know what? Your, your Coromas, your Turtons, your Sorber Thomases, keep doing what you're doing, guys, because it's, it's fantastic. And if you do well like this, then people like us don't have agendas against you. If you do good things, we'll say, well done. If you do bad things, we'll, we'll, we'll just say it how it is. But... You know, you've got to sit here and say, do you know what? We're six in the league. Everything's going pretty well at the minute. Everything could go down. You know, we're, we're very much aware of that, but everything's going quite well, Ollie. And at the minute, it's, it's, a, it's a good time, a quarter of the way through the season to say, do you know what? It's a good analysis point, you know, a good milestone. And we can look back and say, do you know what? Everyone at Huddersfield Town's done really well over the summer and things are looking bright this year. Yeah, they are. Then it feels better. It just it just feels like a better time to support the club. Um, I think it was my last appearance, or maybe the one before that. Everything felt a little bit doom and gloom heading into the season because we weren't inspired by the signings that had come in. You know, the teams that came up, we thought might offer a little bit more than what they have done so far, um, and people were fearing the worst. And I think you know that things are going well at Town when people haven't mentioned how many points above the bottom three we are. For, for a while and they haven't because we're 12 oh, points true. Yeah, true. we're 12 points off the bottom three and that is like oh you've looked you've looked I've looked <laughs> I had to look <laughs> just to double check but that is monumental at this stage of the season and obviously there'll be those who are eager to, to point out not to get too ahead of ourselves because we We'd started last season very well as well. Um, in in that first half of the season, we were we were looking comfortable, and things tailed off then due to a combination, I think, of injuries and perhaps being uh, sussed out a little bit. Um, 
but this time uh, this time around, I don't know how to describe it apart from uh, it feels like Carlos has stopped trying to play 4D chess and he's just playing regular chess now. You know, he, he's uh, sort of become a bit more streetwise about how to set us up. He realises that trying to play every single team off the park at this level is going to be very difficult to do. I think if you if you nod to the recruitment, then what you'd probably say is, if there's a little bit of budget there, do you want to go out and get those one or two players that are going to boost the quality of the starting eleven, Or would you rather pull that towards wages of players that are going to be reliable depth options? Given the way that we play, we're always going to have quite a few injuries you know, throughout the, throughout the season. And I think... Um, we've established it's more important to have players that we can call upon to, to plug holes. Um, and you mentioned with the substitutions, then just counter moves to whatever hole we're trying to do to gain a bit of momentum. And we, we nip that in the bud. And I think it's just um, an amalgamation of, of what has been a very positive season so far. I mean, you know, you look at some of the performances um, individually. Reading was an example of where we played a team, a very bad side off the park in, in that game. But then you look at a game like the Blackpool one away from home um, where, you know, it was 0-0 at half time and we'd probably been edged in that first half. And yet we came out of it 3-0 winners because we were clinical, because we've got that quality on the day in the final third. Um, Karoma, yeah, set pieces. Karoma unlocked it with a wonder strike that he's always capable of. Um, and... It, yeah, I, and then as you mentioned before about Carlos being perhaps a bit more vocal, a bit more involved, togetherness is a big thing, especially at a club like ours. We've realised that from the promotion season. We 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 sort of um, got a sense of what it's like and what it takes to unlock the potential of this football club. And um, the more togetherness that there is, you, you think about moves like Heffley coming back um, and, and you think about all the activities surrounding the club. Um, it just builds this momentum um, and when it gets going, it, it's quite hard to stop us from getting carried away with ourselves. Um, but I think the the strength perhaps of this team so far is w- that we are just taking it a game at a time. Yes, we've beaten a, a pretty poor whole side 2-0, but the focus is now on Birmingham. Um, and then obviously the inevitable 4-0 defeat at Bournemouth after that. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is and it, it's good time. It's, it, there's a lot of positivity and, and that is nice to see. I think if you if you just set the start of the season, I wish the town have won a game at all. Just Karama wouldn't get one minute on the pitch. And Nabisar, these these were two key. I know Nabi were up and down, but these were two massive players for us last season that was so influential. And I mean, to a lesser extent, Prince Campbell, but obviously he did his business last year and that as well. So these three, I mean, Sarah obviously came on last 25 minutes, but nowhere to be involved. That just shows kind of our strength and depth and that as well. And you're right, Ollie, that tight togetherness that. I, I think that's often underestimated in sport and stuff like that as well. I know, you know, not everyone's strength, but Jurgen Klopp, I, I like what he does at Liverpool because people will say, no, you know, start, why has he only bought one defender? He should be bringing this Man United have bought this, that and the other. City have bought this, that and the other. But Klopp bought one guy because he likes a, a tight squad kind of, you know, with the players around that because he doesn't want to like bring in loads of other players who are not playing and stuff like, like you're probably, you know, bringing on like Lingard and stuff like that as well that are not involved. I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, just having a kind of tight togetherness team and stuff like that as well. And yeah, Karoma's a fascinating one because he was massive for us last season and he's nowhere near it. And we don't even need to get him on. The good thing is, obviously with the game on Wednesday night against Birmingham, he's going to be fresh as a daisy and he'll be chomping at the bit to come on and show you what he can do. So yeah, I never thought he's been such a quick turnaround, but the strength and depth on our bench, it's, God, how many times did we bemoan it on this pod last season? And we just no one to bring on and, you know, like you say, dear Cabo, what we're going to do in Benza, could he be asked and stuff? We've got like a good nucleus of now about, you know, 17, 18 players that really give a shit about other sub-town. I don't think that can be underestimated. I don't think we're brilliant, but what I like about 
what I know is like a Bournemouth on sort of God, like Sally, probably shooting us up for a failure. But I know at Bournemouth last season, like, we were just like, you know, not even asked, I didn't think at times. But you know that we're putting a ship down there. We might not be good enough to win. We probably won't. They're, you know, man for man, they're probably better than us. But you know, the town now is going to give 100%. And that, for me, as a fan, and like everyone really, should just be applauding that because it's been a long time since we've had that. Can hear the crickets now coming in, uh, coming in in Spain. They're all coming through. Uh, well, uh, right, let's move on. So, Cosy makes a really good point about Josh Caroma not playing, and the man that came in for him was was Dwayne Holmes. Dwayne Holmes, a little bit more. He's a, he's a character I really like. Dwayne, I think he's a, you know, from from his social media. I don't know the guy, but uh, from scouting at the club, um, you know, I've seen Dwayne around the place. You know, I've seen him interacting with people. Uh, you know, different people and. I see him, you know, online. I don't not want to stalk Instagram accounts, etc. But you know, they come up every now and then. And he seems like a really, really sound guy to me. Does Dwayne Holmes? You know, quite, quite a likable chap. So I always find it really surprising when there's a lot of pushback against him from, you know, Derby fans seem to dislike him, etc. And I always, I always find that quite surprising. So I was really pleased when he he got the winner yesterday. Uh, Dwayne, he's having, I think he's having a good time of it at the minute. You know, I think they're expect, you know, him and his other half are expecting a baby, etc. And you know, uh, well done, Dwayne, on on things and. You know, yesterday you look at his figures. Yesterday he's got 100% dribbling success rate, uh, 87% pass accuracy, which is actually really good for someone who played in the front three. Uh, he scored the winner, you know, a great strike. And what I thought was really good, he really enabled Lewis O'Brien to do what Lewis O'Brien did. And Lewis O'Brien was probably the man of the match yesterday. He, he was phenomenal. He was all over the place. You know, he was taking kicks. You know, he, he came off with, this, you know, a, a gashed eye, looked like he'd been in a boxing match. But for me, Dwayne allowed that to happen by just wrapping round, you know, and, and stopping the counter from when Lewis went because it's a lot of pressure on Jonathan Hogg. Jonathan Hogg was excellent as well, I thought, during the game. I thought Hoggy was, you know, back to his best, you know, doing what he does, you know, recovering the ball, you know, setting things going again. I thought he was outstanding as well, Hoggy. And um but Dwayne, you know, he enabled Lewis O'Brien to be really effective by just wrapping round and and being tactically astute. And you know, I'm really pleased, Pause, that that Dwayne came came good and had a decent game and you know and hopefully we're looking for more of the same. Yeah, definitely. We we've chatted before about that that three, um, and it was we, we quite interesting to see how it would work yesterday. We, we seem to have tried a few different variations of that. Um, we talked about Vallejo setting in um, a couple of weeks ago, and I thought he, you know he did really really well. And who knows if he, he hadn't got that injury, would he you know would he have cemented that place and, and sort of pushed Hog out? But yeah, like you say, those again, those three, you get a lot of energy, don't you, with, with O'Brien and. Mm. When he goes, he goes, and it is important that someone does sit in because you can't just leave Hog sort of by himself. You, you need that sort of extra man to just to sit. And earlier on in the season, you probably wouldn't have got that from Holmes. Um, you know, he was a little bit sort of lackadaisical with his positioning, and I don't think he's ever really nailed down a spot. He's, you know, under Carlos, he's played here, there, and everywhere, which is quite yeah. a surprising given that you know the rumours were that Carlos wanted Holmes, so you'd expect your like, number one target to play in the position that you want him to play in but yeah he did really well yesterday and uh, certainly made me eat my words when he when he picked that ball up and he cut inside I, I said to my young man he, he was getting excited when ah, I don't get excited he's never going to score from here and literally Bang. three seconds later he's I'm diving on his head because you know he's he's slotted one in, in back at net and I think someone like Holmes as well he's very much a confidence player so that'll, that'll do it well the good and as you say, things are going well in his private life as well. You know, it, it, it transfers onto the pitch. Again, it just feeds into that togetherness. Um, you you know, you saw what happened in 16, 17 when, when everybody came together. And I'm not for one minute suggesting it's a similar 
vibe to that at all. But you can see little green shoots, you know, that you could you could marry up to to stuff like that. And you know, last season we'd have probably drawn that game yesterday. I think um, I think we'd have probably sat back and when Hull got on top, I think they would have you know they would have nicked one and we would have you know drawn or, or maybe even lost it. But yesterday we 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 stuck together. There were just tremendous defence. My my. Um, even uh, Jack, you know, he's only seven. He turned to me at one point and said, these defenders are heroes, Dad. They're, they're getting stuck in. They're throwing themselves in front of stuff. And the what? And you got that feel that it would do or die, you know. And if somebody hadn't been doing that, somebody would have been telling them. And that, that togetherness. And that oh, so you're so right. You're so right on that. that Nabisar, I know you knocked him there, Matt, but the thing I loved about him, he steamed straight back in, didn't he, for that tackle. It was incredible. Yeah, like, definitely. At the end of that. How good was that? You could feel, honestly, my iPad nearly blew up. The crowd was loving that. That's what we want to see. All right, a mistake. <laughs> the mistake, but he's getting back in there on that as well. And it was a brilliant tackle, wasn't it, like, to get the ball back. And that, that summed up the day for me yesterday. We've got everyone on the same page in that as well. And those guys that we mentioned on the bench, you know, even Aaron, who's, you know, kind of not had many minutes in that as well, they're going to have to wait the turn because these guys are, you know, are earning the stripes, earning the shirts. And it's so good to see, man. How dare you, Cozzy? You know I love Nabi Sar. So there, there we go. <laughs> I it do. weren't a bad mistake, but let's be honest. It, yeah, do you know, it, it, was one of those, it was one of those that I didn't really notice. And then it's like, oh, how's that happened? And it's like, oh, Nabi. Because he's right. The, reco- the, recovery, the co- recovery was complete Nabi. It was, brilliant. it was a brilliant recovery from him, wasn't it? You know, it's it's Nabi Sar all over that. You know, you, you, you make the mistake, but... He's, he's a great character as well as Nabby, and he made up for it 100%. I, I, I like Nabby. Matt, how good with Luis O'Brien yesterday? He's just sensational, mate. I think... Mate, he's, oh, the, oh, he's the Duracell bunny, brilliant. isn't he? he is. Sensational. All they could do were foul in there, and, and there were dirty fouls and all, and it's like... But they know he's a key player, but he just seems to rise above it. I love the guy, and uh, it's... Honestly, if he keeps going like this January, we're going to... Phil Hodgkins is going to be like, hello? Uh, <laughs> Man, Sam you know hello, Leeds United. There's a point in the first half where there's I I'm lucky to sit in an area uh, you know in the in the Riverside Upper where I actually I like everybody around us though everybody's really decent you know where, sounds, where I sit but there was a point in the first half where someone behind me went I, I really like Louis O'Brien but he's not worth ten million and then under my breath I'm like you know because because he's class you know Louis O'Brien is class he's a quality footballer and he's got so much about him and do you know what? I still think there's a lot of growth potential in Louis O'Brien as well at 23. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic footballer and and I'm so happy that Town have nailed him down to a contract and I I only see if he stays with us because he's right people will knock but Louis O'Brien has a really good opportunity to be the captain of this football club for quite a few years coming I th- I see him as the long-term successor to, to the captaincy and I I would love to see Louis here long term. But the one thing that I I noticed and that's so all it might just be you know just observation but the first couple of seasons he like it were all energy and don't get me wrong that's a lot of his game energy all action stuff but I don't think I don't I always think the best players you remember like Zidane and what have you they don't waste Ronaldo they don't waste energy and I'm looking at O'Brien now I don't see him wasting energy mate when he gets the ball he'll give it to someone else when he intercepts someone he'll just go in he won't just like you know, kind of run like 80, 90 yards like the ball and chasing what's causing. He's, he's got very smarter on that as well. It's, there's no doubt in my mind that these scouts that are sniffing around, it's they Premier, can see that Premier League as well. Football. Premier League football. He's brilliant, mate. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. He's, he's huge for other sort of town and that as well. I'm, I'm just, I hope Phil gets a new phone and don't give anyone his number in January because like, <laughs> mate, hopefully he carries on playing like that and other sort of town will rise up. But he's so big for what we're about and that as well. I yeah. thought, Carlos loves I him, thought, doesn't he? 
I said Tom Lee's man of match, but you know what? I'm in a rethink of that as well today. I, Tom Lee or Brian Edge. They were both they were very good. Though. Both very good, weren't they? And, and you know, I'd throw in Colwell and Hogg as, as able backup. You know, we had some really good performances. And and there was something you, I'm going to shit out you here, Cosy. You know, you, in, in, in WhatsApp, you mentioned we were carrying players, but I, I, I generally don't think we do at this football club. I think everybody contributes. You know, one thing that people do, everybody in the, in the team, you look at the team and there's no, you know, not to you know, kick people when they've gone, et cetera. But there's no Isaac and Benza, for example, on stood on the right wing waiting for something to happen or Adama Diakabi. Everybody's working hard in that unit. You know, it's a, it's a unit. And it goes back to what Ollie said about the togetherness as well. Everybody's, re, you know, working and pushing in the same direction. And I, I sit there, I'm really happy sat watching Huddersfield Town. If we finish 13th, you know, like Cosy mentioned earlier, then then that's okay. If we finish sixth, you know, brilliant. But I'm just enjoying watching Huddersfield Town again. And, you know, and it's been a long time since I could say that. And, you know, fair play to everyone at the club. I'm, I'm sat here happy with everyone at the club today, you know, giving big thumbs up and everything. It's, it's just good to see. And one thing, one person we weren't quite happy with yesterday, but we won, so it's not really a major topic, is Mr. Robert Jones, the referee. How shit was he? You know, <laughs> absolutely bizarre. But, you know, he, he pretty much strange, he gave every... You know, I'm not saying he was bad against Huddersfield because he gave everything wrong yesterday. You know, Hull, <laughs> Grant, McCann, Grant McCann sulking that, there was a foul on their midfielder during our first goal. And there was, you know, it was right in front of me. You know, it was a foul. But what Grant McCann didn't say is that they actually turned over possession and got the ball back from us and could have kicked the ball out of play for him to receive, you know, receive treatment. But they didn't. And they lost the ball again. And we went down and got the corner. But he was, I don't want to delay on it too much because it's more comical. But do you know, this this guy, Robert Jones, we've won 100% of the games he's refereed us, you know, which is really strange, but it was so bad. But, you know, if we win every game he referees, I want to see him more often. I can't believe he booked Colwell after that. must have been within a minute. And I thought, oh, yeah, here we go. And then after that, it was a bit of a... Yeah. Bit of a, bit of a Ross, why didn't he book that other guy? That. Why didn't he book that other guy straight after? He would no worse than... I don't, that, that's what I'm saying. Colwell would have been like, like, like Pollock's going to... There's going to be yellow cards everywhere. And he sort of, he sort of like, oh, I'll give a booking early to make my, you know... But he lost, he lost control. My authority kind of thing. Well, then, then he lost no, control. Then no, then after he? that, it was, like, it was really weird, that. But, but he lost right, control. So if, if we're winning when he's there, then get in there. Because Hull were very physical. You know, Hull were you know, quite a decent football inside at the first, but when they realised they could get away with a load of stuff, you know, and a load of heavy stuff, they went really heavy, didn't they? I thought Harry Tuffalo was going to, was going to slot Malik Wilkes at one point, you know, he wasn't, wasn't a happy bunny, was he? But, you know, and, and we're speaking of contracts, Harry sign yours, you know, we keep saying that every week, get on it, mate. And, you know, it, it was just such a bizarre refereeing performance. And do you know what? It almost adds to the fun of the fair, doesn't it? Pause, you know, this is where you kind of go watch football. VAR sterilizes that whole you know, enjoyment of football thing, doesn't it? I watched a little bit of Newcastle and Spurs today and, you know, the Lions puts the flag up when Harry Kane scores and, you know, all the Newcastle fans, you know, are ironic cheering. Goes to VAR 30 seconds later. Oh, no, actually, we're onside. It's given a goal. And that just, it just kind yeah, of, yeah. I know everybody wants the correct decisions to be given, but it just kind of ruins and sanitizes that whole shit housey pantomime experience that we all I think, love. I think you don't mind as much when, like you say, it's consistently bad for both teams. If you get one that... yeah in your own eyes you know perceived as giving everything to opposition then he you know that's when it gave everything a bit, wrong. A bit but he would just like you say we're just just a bit bad both ways really but yeah. like you say we win when he's there so yeah. see you on tuesday <laughs> exactly wednesday all right then so uh wednesday. let's move on, move on to the football <laughs> forum so let's 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 put whole city to bed um and, and move on to the football forum so thank you to everybody you know after the game i've tweeted out uh, you know, um, I was trying to tweet, you know, doing my best walking down Leeds Road. I had to buy the young one an ice cream to keep him quiet for two minutes so I could send this tweet. So 
Uh, thank you to everybody who's uh, replied. And I'll, I'll run through what people are saying. So this, again, went out at uh, 5.26, just after the final whistle. So Jerry Hinnon says, uh, more than a quarter... So, guys, if you if you hear something you like here, feel free to jump in. Uh, Jerry Hinnon says, more than a quarter of the season completed. Towner in sixth, and it's no fluke. Only four teams in the division have a better goal difference. I'm, I'm going to start dreaming. I don't see any reason not to. And I love that. I lo- absolutely love that. That's This is what football is all about, isn't it? You know, having that dream. Uh, the Huddersfield Town family, uh, friendly, uh, decent Facebook group. Join it if you've seen it. Uh, says it wasn't a sparkling performance, but we did what we needed to do. Score early, manage the game and extend the lead and protect the clean sheet. Hull had a couple of decent late chances, but thought Town were very professional. Also thought Danny Ward put in a good shift today. And we didn't mention Danny Ward. And uh, I thought Danny Ward did actually do quite well up front. So fair play uh, to Wardy. Um James, uh, who's been on uh, the thing is, Matt Danny Ward's got a point shift, mate. Because, like, look who's waiting behind, you know, to come in on that as well. We've got Roma, we've got Campbell, Rhodes, hopefully, sometime soon. So, beautiful as well. Steve Chicken mentioned it in his five things, didn't it? Today, but he's right. There's competition now, and guys, not if they're not putting a shift in or they're not doing the business, they'll be out. And God, last few seasons, it's never been like that. People guaranteed a shirt, however bad they are. Like, Nabi Sari would always. Well, that first name on the sheet, we'd always been our starting like a one-eight now, no. So, you know, I don't know how bad the injury is. Pierce would sound too good, to be fair, but it's like, but he's a good one to come in. It's He's so promising, and like you say, we've got to be applauded for the you know, recruitment team because, uh, yeah, they've got the hungry players on the bench and that as well to come on. It made a difference, Matt, and, and I just think that puts the town so much a different animal to last. Uh, James Whitaker says, convincing win, didn't get out of first gear, but didn't need to. Managed the game extremely well, uh, but a poor hull side. Uh, nearly fell asleep second half after Worthington Walk, so well done, James, for that. Uh, Adam West, uh, new Batman film's out soon, isn't it? So this is quite apt that Adam West is uh, sending us uh, a tweet. He says, this is what happens when a club gives a new manager time and the job to implement his ideas. Not great last season, but Carlos has learned and the squad he's built over the summer is such an improvement. Speaks very well of town, a properly run club. I like that. That's a decent tweet, that from Adam. Uh, we've got West York's FPL, I Love Sport Me, says Hull, Blackburn and Preston. We didn't win those games in previous years. We would have folded under the pressure, not got the winner or like yesterday, that crucial second goal. Was asked yesterday yesterday where we should strengthen in January. Has to be up front, another central field option. Uh, Neil Berry, we'll probably do a transfer special pause, won't we? Sort of closer to the window. Uh, Neil Berry says, all round decent performance. One observation, Levi Colwell, 18 years old, making his first foray into professional football, putting in performances like these is awesome. The lad has a very bright future. Looks like he's been around for years. 100%. I was saying to uh, my mate Tom, who was sitting next to it, you know how, you know, pause, you're, you used to play centre-back. But Levi Colwell protects the ball so well with his shoulder. You know, he'll, he levers people off the ball, you know, in, you know when he's in possession. You know, he'll just use his shoulder just to gently move people away and then create space. He's such a fantastically gifted footballer for 18, isn't he? I would say for eight, for 18, he's, he's, he almost looks like he's had 10 years' experience at this level already. Like I say, the way that he sort of reads the game, the way that he just unbalances and unsettles opposition players. And when he's got the ball at his feet, you know, again, last, yesterday we were cropping up sort of left wing and putting crosses mm. in. And, you know, for a centre-half, centre, uh, centre that's... Amazing, really. Especially at town. Mate, I, I think I want... you know what, what kind of centre-back you're getting now when you sign someone permanently or on loan from Chelsea. Um, I look at someone who's broken in the team, back into the England team and is now at Milan, Fikayo Tamori. I mean, what a revelation he's been since he came over. 
Um, and and he plays in a very similar way, confident on the ball, not shy to make a tackle, has the athleticism and the recovery pace to to get out of any potential mistakes that they make. And, um, you know, it's scary that he's 18. Like, I remember when we had Ben Chilwell on loan and people around were sort of saying, uh, you know, he's going to be something special one day. He'll, he'll probably go on and play for England. And obviously he has. Um, you hear the same things about Colwell. You know, he's an England youth international and for good reason. You just get the feeling that he's going to move up and up the ranks. And it does feel a bit like at the moment we've got to enjoy him for the one season that we have him um, because I think he's destined for bigger things next season unless we like magically go up or something. Um, but I think, again, top match to the recruitment team for spotting somebody who was primed and ready and showing faith in them. You know, when he was thrust into that starting eleven for the first time, I think there were a few eyebrows raised thinking, you know, is this a bit of a step too far for somebody who hadn't played senior minutes? But um, he's taken to, to the championship like a duck to water and it's not, not an easy division to do that necessarily. Um, but yeah, full credit to him, full credit to, to Carlos for putting him in the right situations, full credit to, to the recruitment team for getting in a, a player who is, is somewhat special. Hursty says, really enjoyed it. Strange to see us score so early and have to manage the game, but we did okay. Holmes, O'Brien, Lee's all excellent. Can't wait for Birmingham. Uh, Graham Mears says, good team performance, lacked the final ball multiple times, but always looked in control of the game. Sinani looked like looking like the creative player we need but still integrating Tom Lee's absolutely brilliant along with O'Brien. Uh, Clark Eastwood uh, says, for me, the biggest result so far, winning relatively comfortably against a limited side, but never needing to get out a second gear, shows how far we have developed from last season. Holmes and Lee's excellent. Hog showing way is still a massive player for us. And Lewis O'Brien, outstanding. Uh, Terrier Pete says, fantastic to look forward to a Saturday again, knowing that this team is one unit and playing for each other and see how it works when you all have one goal. That echoes what you say there, Ollie, as well. Uh, Rowan Edwards says, Lee's mint again. O'Brien everywhere again. Ward looks sharp. Good overall team performance. Clappy hands. Uh, Dag Barnett says, worth walking 23 miles for solid defence and good team performance overall. Dean Smith, where are the potless Phil numpties? It all seems to have gone very quiet. The club seems to be in a great place at the moment. Strong squad that was assembled without breaking budget. Bravo, Phil. You're doing a good job. Cosy was going to come in there, but he's going to back out again. No, I was just going to say Definitely, because uh, it's it's incredible, isn't it? The, the guys we got in the summer, like, no one would have... It didn't exactly get the juices flowing, did it? A 34-year-old centre-half from a relegated team. Right, we, uh, got, we got this last week, Cosy. Tom Lee's is 30. If we, if we say Tom Lee's is 34 again, we're yeah. going to get pelters. We get pelters again. <laughs> it's 30. It's 30. Oh, mate, well, great. I knew, well, what was it? I mean, obviously, at 30, it's a perfect age for centre-back, but... No. The thing is with Tom Lees, it looks like he's really enjoying his time at Huddersfield Town. I, I don't know if it's weight of expectation. It's obviously been at Leeds on Wednesday where like the pressure, I'm not saying it's not on at town, but like you've got to do stuff there. It's like it's coming and it's just been so much so real. I mean that that picture yesterday that shows you like not, not doing a reality, but it's like jumping in like midair in it towards the uh, lower end of the kill the back and that. So brilliant, mate. And the guy, yeah, love it. And honestly, you can I think the things with centre backs, though, you can, when you think kind of Ken Moncow in that season under Steve Bruce and that as well, if you can get a guy at like at that age, they're a bit clever out there, you know, streetwise, yeah. because like, because like, yeah, they can just like, they know when to kind of mark the guy, yeah, the speedier strikers about and that's what, but they know what to do in that as well. And I honestly have been so good. And, and that's what I think me and probably a lot of other people got all the answer for today. Yeah, they've got that absolute spot on. Obviously, everyone were like, oh, it's Bromby's mate. That's why he's in. And that's where the big bats were coming in. But 
I think hey, hey, know, mate, we've all got. You know, he is Bromby's mate, but that's maybe why we got him. So you know, you've got to look at the other side as well. So well, well done to Lee on that one. I need to say as well at this point, I was saying that the the Lee signing was probably like one of those where you know what you're going to get. Um, but I didn't like it. I thought it was uninspiring because it meant that in turn, Ramani Edmonds Green was loaned out to Rotherham, and I thought we we should be keeping you know one of our own sort of products around to to grow and develop. And I didn't like the move as a like for like, but it's worked out absolutely perfectly because Lee's has barely put a foot wrong for us. Where now Armani is going and getting uh, getting crucial minutes in a side that's pushing for promotion from the division below. And when he comes back, he's going to be a better player and we'll just have a wealth of options. And it's it's all worked out perfectly, hasn't it? All gone swimmingly. No rap. No rap on it. No. <laughs> just just coming in on that, Ollie, I think that's a really good point you make there. And I think one of, I'm sorry, Matt, we've kind of taken a little football form off, uh, off tangent here, but I'll, I'll try to be quick because. I know you don't like it when I waffle on. Um, just taking that point on board, though, a lot of the criticism that I think the club got on what Carlos and what were directed towards Phil was that when Carlos did come in, he did talk about these young players coming through and breaking into the first team and stuff like that. And obviously, we've kind of gone, I won't say away from that, but we've kind of veered away and brought in more experience and stuff this season. And now you sort of stand back and analyse and see what has gone on potentially that sort of ethos can still come through and maybe the club tried to push it through 12, 18 months before those sort of players were ready. And I think what the, what we've done this year is bring in the older heads and maybe stabilise it and let players like Edmunds Green go out on loan to a lesser a lesser standard to get them ready for football because, you know what, championships like it is very cutthroat and you've got to be on your game at all times. Um, anybody could beat anybody. There's no easy games. And I think the club probably wanted to go down that vision of, you know, youth team players coming through and, you know, I'm all for that, obviously. And I think we, we got a little bit sidetracked by that want of playing that particular style of football or, you know, bringing these players through. And I think they've really managed that that situation really well. Um by bringing these older reds, like you say, it's been it's allowed players to go out on loan to, to get that experience that they need at a, a more manageable level for them. And in the long run, that can only can only be a good thing. And if this season has been a bit of a stopgap from that ethos and that you know desire to play that way, if in another 12, 18 months it makes us better and, and you know, more prepared to do so, then again, you've got to take your off and say, you know, well done for having balls to you know veer away from that for a, for a couple of seasons. Um, in for the long term aim. It allows them to come through a bit more naturally though, rather than force them through as well, doesn't it, Pod? So Roman is doing excellently at Rotherham, so long may that continue as well. Uh just we'll just round up on uh, on some of these now and we'll move on. So Gamey James says really enjoyed that. Plenty of shit housing and shenanigans. Two brilliant goals, the corner for the first cause, absolute chaos in the old defence. At what point do we adjust our hopes and expectations to the season? Six after twelve day twelve games, dare we dream? Oh, Matt, we're going to talk about that in a bit, aren't we? Because I actually yeah. put that on the agenda. We do. Johnny Foster says, Cracking game spoiled somewhat by the referee who must have dipped into Lee Clark's tomballer to get some of his decisions. Solid all round, although would have been good to have tested their keeper a bit more. The spine is looking more solid, at least roll on Wednesday. Uh, Andy Moore says, Great, gritty performance. Uh, perforated with some moments of pure daftness, but against a team that had no real plan. Decent results. Thank heavens for the home's exit. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. 
See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Set missile. Uh, Stephen Murray says, we'll have some of that. And uh, Don Campbell says, we battled, plain and simple. Two seasons ago, two seasons ago, we'd have got a point or lost up the town. And finally, Mark, the white of Acrefield, um, sounds like he's gone online, doesn't he, and bought a plot of land. Uh, says uh, prof- <laughs> professional Lewis O'Brien clap 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 and that is the end of the football forum so thank you to everybody for getting in touch uh, it's always great to see Dom's right isn't it because like when all had that pit moment you know like Pop saying I never really felt threatened but I, I thought if this carries on over 10 minutes I think yeah I can score but it remains on it like I just thought we're not kind of making any chances to get out when we scored and that I think that's the thing now we're just like we'd have gone under then and We'd, I think it'd be one of those games where they'd have equalised, they'd probably gone on with it and like boo and everyone had booed them off and what have you and all the way ended have gone nuts but that's not what a shield town this season and it's uh, it was really pleasing to see we've got some balls a bit of backbone and that as well and uh, yeah we, we were kind of a sucker but to be honest how easily did we see the last when did score it 62 or something like that it would have last half an hour easy wasn't it we saw it out so easy that just shows how far we've come uh, right, so uh, well, there's a couple of points on the agenda before we'll move on to Cozzy's Corner. Uh, the first thing is Sorba, the old mango Sorba for Wales. This was this was great, wasn't it, to see? So Sorba's played a couple of games for Wales. You know, he got his first start. He played left wing back, which um, seemed um, a bit unusual at first because we thought it was you know an out and out left back, but it turned out to be a wing back. He showed up quite well. Pause. I watched uh, most of the game because you know it's been a while since we've had. Welsh interest and and I'll be honest I'll probably only watch Wales if we've got a, a town representative playing you know remember when Steve Jenkins and Ewan Roberts used to uh, pull on the red shirt with uh, with distinction you know good you know good uh, players to remember from the past uh, but Sorba Thomas you know everything really about Sorba Thomas it, there's this fairy tale which has followed him around you know this sort of meteoric rise and it's just so fun to watch isn't it and you know watching him sort of afterwards hold up his shirt you know and sort of have this sort of goofy grin, you know, saying, oh, I've got Aaron Ramsey to sign, you know, like a proper fanboy, you know, sort of saying, I've got Aaron Ramsey to sign this, you know, so excited to be there. And, and you know, you see lots of entitlement in football, don't you? Lots of footballers who, you know, live in this sort of bubble, don't they? And, and you know, they're sort of very sort of entitled, very arrogant, you know, very sort of standoffish. And then you see someone who's so happy just to be a professional footballer, enjoying himself so much, living the dream that, you know, we all wish we'd have had, you know, and, and it's just it's just wonderful and heartwarming to see you know this this rise continue. And do you know what? He played quite well. And you know Wales came away and they look, you know they look like they're in with a shout at the World Cup. And you know, Cosa, you mentioned you know we had Aaron Moy and Zanka or what have you in the last World Cup. You know, and you know the next one we we could have Sauber Thomas. So you know it, it's really fantastic to see. And the story just just keeps rolling on, doesn't it, guys? Whoever wants to say anything. I, mean, I, I, uh, I think what I like, I know kind of, I know a couple of people who are like Welsh journalists down there and that as well. And 
the influence that he's had on them, they've really been like blown away by him. It's like it's almost like that school kid who's like being picked for the team and it's like living his dream and that as well. And it's so refreshing. I mean, the uh obviously the first game he came off the bench and then kind of got his shirt, you know, for the second game and that as well. And it's really refreshing. But you know what? You can't beat someone who's I know people say you need a bit of arrogance, don't you, to be a good footballer and what have you and that as well, and, and you can throw names at it and that's all. What I like about Sober Thomas, he's just like he's just kind of seems to be a really nice chap. Also, you mentioned it before, like kind of after the game, you know, the photos and stuff like waiting behind, you know, stuff like that as well. And it's really, really good. I love what Boreham Wood, like they've kind of been living the dream, living that as well. It's almost like we've got a new set of Huddersfield Town fans down there and that as well. And uh, it's great. And the thing that I like about it as well, like for, for the development of us, he's had that snip, he's had that like, you know, training camp week, he's had two games, started one, some of the other. That's going like, to give him motivation. So he did a good job again yesterday and that as well. That's going to keep him going. So they've got a massive, uh, you know, games in the next international break in the middle of November and that as well. So, I mean, he's not as if he's not a guy that's going to switch up anyway. Not like, you know, maybe a Benz and Dear Carbis and what have you. This is a guy who's on point. So it was just so refreshing. And I work, honestly, how many different kind of media stations like Sober Thomas, this, we love Sober Thomas. I can't get enough of this guy, et cetera, et cetera. Honestly, my timeline was full of Sober Thomas and it wasn't much to do with town. It was all to do with like Welsh media. So, it's not just us, mate, that feels it. It's everyone else in that as well. It's infectious and, uh, yeah, what a story it is, really, when you think about it. You might have to get in a game for us. And now it's like, you know, if Bale's not fit again for the next you know, next two games and that as well, there's going to be a key player for them, mate. So it's, it's brilliant. Aren't there, like, Estonian fans gathered yeah. outside the stadium singing his name? I yeah, mean, yeah. If, that, if that ain't a perfect embodiment of, <laughs> of how... But I've said it before, I said it last time. Um, it's funny, Premier League era, we spent... 12 million on a winger, 15 million on a winger. And all it took was a lad for a few hundred grand from Boreham Wood, you know, to come and do the job. And the same with Coroma to an extent as well. Um, uh, it's just fantastic. And it's like something you could write a book about. Um, but this is it. You don't get the impression that the story's ending now either or that there's any kind of plateau in sight. I, I just think he's uh, he's on a rise. He's going to ride the crest of the wave. His confidence is up. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, you start to think, don't you, about big bids coming in from teams that Top, top of the assist chart, um, you know, statistically, and also you see it with your own eyes that there is something about how he's come in and, and given the attack a, a new sort of fresh breath of life and, and long may it continue. 100%. Uh, yes, yeah, so on Saturday, there was, uh, I think it was 145 people walked from uh, Leeds United to Halifax Town to Huddersfield Town to the game. Uh, the Worthington Walk in aid of the Yorkshire Air Ambulance and the Alzheimer's Society. So I just wanted to say a big well done to all those that did it, you know, including James Whitaker, you know, uh, Michael Heffler, you know, they all they all rolled out and did it. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, raised £30,000 and Frank Worthington, uh, just mute Cosy just for a second, I'll bring you in, buddy. Um, you know, I think Frank Worthington is someone who should always remembered by, be remembered by the fans of this football club. He's a very important figure and, and to do something you know, in his memory was uh, very fitting. And I just want to say a big well done to all. Uh, you know, it's fantastic mm. to see. And uh, and long may, you know, this and, and things like this are what makes this football club special to me, you know, uh, and, you know, and makes me want to go back and keep watching and keep being involved with Huddersfield Town. So well done, everybody. Uh, and hopefully we'll see more. And uh, Cosy, I'll bring you back in, buddy. He's still muted. There he is. Yeah, honestly, Matt. Totally agree. That is what I love about Huddersfield Town. There, there was a guy kind of just uh, 
obviously the other games on in this bad I were bad the iPad on the town and it showed like the guys you know coming in the stadium and that's so all like what's all this about and like I would explain to them what they were doing like that it's amazing he was like a Man United fan well where they go to games another question but it's like so mate that we used to do that a lot and that's why well. I don't know if we've done it as much you know since kind of being like but it makes me so proud and stuff like that man, because that is what a community kind of football club which we are should be all about and that as well and you, I know kind of like everyone probably does one or two of the individuals and let's, let's be honest like kind of fitness and athleticism and that so probably not their kind of DNA and, and stuff and Phil Hodgkinson obviously did it and that as well and you saw some of the posts and Instagram man I'm set at four in the morning and you, when you when you kind of analyse it think that's a bloody amazing thing that they're, they're doing and that as well and it's so good I think that's where Odysseal Town when it, you know we've seen it so many times like the head up a pound stuff like that as well when Sean Jarvis left and that as well and it, again that was just another reminder to me that we're kind of getting this club back again and, and it was just really good it must have been Pause. what were it like at the ground when you like they all came round and that as well I thought it was a really nice moment that the commentators obviously uh, Johnny and that they were kind of mentioned the old fans kind of got into it and that as well so it must just have been a nice thing because it's just so good what people giving up their time for such a great charity and that's what that's what Huddersfield sounds about for me not you know about 10 12 million pounds players and stuff that is Huddersfield Town community club people give a shit on and off the pitch yeah like you say we're nice when they were walking around and you know fans are showing that appreciation and, and hats off to Hull you know their fans um, you know joined in and, and, and give them the, the applause that they, they all deserve uh, you know what, 22 miles of walk it's no it's no mean feat is it it's you know up at four in the morning it's a big commitment to, to do and you know logistically the club fantastic organization behind the scenes and again it just brings that together and suddenly you've got fans interacting with chairman we you know my heavily turns up and you know all of a sudden it just paints the club in such a good light and Helping out, you know, charities and stuff, as you say, because that, that to me is one of the, you know, the biggest things that town have done well over the past, you know, certainly 10 years. Um, and then long may it continue. I think we should get involved next time, boys, and do a, do a live pod on route or something like that. I know, it was, it was around the corner from where I live as well. I felt really bad, but I had to take Charlie to Diddy Kicks and stuff while Rachel recovers. Ah, no, Rachel's got knee surgery, so I'm going to blame her. So, you know, she's had <laughs> knee surgery, so, you know, it's her fault. Uh, but yeah, I think next good time. Good job I think I'm muted, man. There, good job I'm muted. Spanish <laughs> swear words there, mate. On my mute button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something else I just wanted to mention as well. Uh, you know, Saturday's game was uh, the HTSA uh, have, have labelled that the Pledge Bowl uh, game as well. Um, I'm not going to delay on this too much because I know people like us to talk about the football uh, more more so than most things. But um, but the HTSA have got behind Pledge Bowl alongside their work on making the stadium sustainable as well. And if this is something that interests you as a fan, I know it doesn't interest everybody, but it does me. Um, if it interests you, uh, just I'll point you into the direction of the HTSA and some of their tweets that they've sent out as well. So uh, all good stuff and well done to the HTSA for, for getting behind that as well. Uh, Cos, are you, uh, before you went away and, and flew and uh, celebrated your uh, return to uh, Spain, uh, you went to watch the B team. The B team have been handing out some absolute <laughs> batterings. Man, Five nil, six nil. Pot, uh, Matt and Pot, I, I've had a drink today. Don't get me wrong. Have you? But that Friday, I had no drink. I was at stadium thinking, who's your town? A five nil up, you know, six nil up in this. Incredible. And that as well. And again, Matt, it's just like, it's just another example where like, it's, it's an easy thing to throw in at Watford, isn't it? Because, like, I watched their game kind of one eye yesterday, and that's one. This is a team who it's kind of a split camp, really, isn't it? You've got pretty much your 
you know, your first team players and that's when there's no one really that's going to get a gig under Ranieri. Forget it, them guys. So I, I would kind of chat to a few people thinking, them Watford guys, because every time they're walking back to Sensical, their heads were down and, and they were, I was just thinking, what kind, yeah, they're, they're going to have, obviously try and get picked up by other teams, but really, there's no real pathway there, I'd, in my opinion, for them to like get in a first team where with us, it's just like, you're just thinking like, Maradu were incredible, like in that game against Watford, he was just like, wow, this guy could be something and that as well. And yeah, he might have to do, you know, you know, go to Rotherham on loan or what have you and that as well. That's some of our other players are Warsaw, you know, but it, it were really refreshing again, Matt, just another little reminder when you go out there that, I'm not saying it's your town at every rising again and you sing all, but it oh, is like, but you know, but no, it's, it's again, it's another example where there's good stuff coming under the set. We've, we've just been, I mean, we're, we've been in bands anyone, but Last two three seasons, doom and gloom, and, and there's been no good stories coming through. This were like incredible, and, and you know whether what Watford, you know, had, had the best team out and what have you, and that as well. I drove away that night thinking, bloody hell, it's like this could be exciting, and that's what it just all adds to this feel good factor that we've got at the moment. And long may it continue. They battered Preston five 0 a few days later as well, so eleven goals in two games. Uh, I'm going to say who who's standing out. Kean Harrett's got, uh, I think he's got seven and eight at the minute. Kean Harrett, he's he's absolutely flying with the goals. I know the the quality of the B team to the first team in the championship. There's quite a leap there, and that's why the loans are really good for you know. I've seen a couple of people uh, posting um, in the you know the HTSC Academy comment section just saying I thought you know the whole point was that we didn't have to send players out on loan for the B team, but I think in terms of the quality of the B team games, there's a big bridge to gap between the B team and the championship. And I think the loans are a perfect place to do it. I think the club are very right to do what they do. And I think it's working very well, but you know, players that are doing well, Kean Harrett, seven goals in eight. John Russell looks like uh, an absolute machine. He's appeared on the bench a couple of times because he's nodding his head really excitedly there. Um, John Russell impressed you. He did that. Really, really good in that as well. And I think, I think the guys just enjoyed the night under the spotlight. Obviously, you know, again, Normally that kind of stuff's like shoveled away on a two o'clock Thursday afternoon. No fans allowed at Canal Side. This was like a proper occasion and that as well. And it was really refreshing. You mentioned Kinnar there. He had like a fan club. Must have been like close friends of family, like 50 to, you know, 60 guys. <laughs> and kills. And they were absolutely, you know, singing their heads off and that as well. It was so surreal and that as well. And he responded and that as well. So, yeah, really, really good sign to that as well. John Worthy and there. Uh, and his boys, and yeah, I, I, if there's another game like that on a Friday, and that's so why I think there'll be a, a few more down than that as well. But why, honestly, we've been in the doldrums for quite a bit now, and that's so it's about time we put this chest out and say, you know, honestly, town, there's stuff to shout about now and stuff to be you know, positive about. I like this positive cause he's, he's had a beer and he's all he's all positive. I love you know what's going on here? <laughs> I know. Game, all, I think, do you imagine, you imagine if you got into that beer cake? on you? Could you imagine if he got into that ketchup sachet, how happy he'd be? You know, he'd be absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely over the moon. Uh, right, guys, I've got two things left. I've got Cozzy's Corner or the, the little quiz that I prepared, which is just three questions each. Which which one do you want to do first? I'm going to throw this to you guys. What do you want to do first? Let's go. Let's keep the positivity flowing, flowing with all Cozzy. Cozzy's shitting it for this quiz. I, I think we should do the quiz first. Yeah, I'm just finding <laughs> time for research purposes. I think we should. You know, we're going to do the, we're going to do the quiz first. Uh, right. Okay. So what? There's three questions each. Uh, this is called the goal. Right. So what I need to do is I need to see everybody's hands. Pause it. You're fine. You're you're away from your laptop. All right. So no cheating on this one. So goal fest hullabaloo quiz. This is what I've called it. Uh, right. So you're all going to get three questions about Huddersfield Town versus Hull City and and score lines from the past. 
Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you three questions each. Uh, I'll go pause. You can be, you can go first. Uh, Ollie second. Get positive. that yacht's electricity cut, Matt. You know that <laughs> yacht's electricity cut final is going to be on. Don't send it to me. Mate. I was there. I can't remember the thing, mate. Especially after about eight years. But anyway. Sadly, that's not going to be appearing, but we've got... Uh, right, so the first one is recent recent time. So number one, so Pozza, this is to you. The, in fact, let's see if we've got any of these things lined up here. What have we got? Jesus. Nope. We've lost. Nope. 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 Nah, yeah, we won't have any sound effects for this. Right, so question number one. The last time we played Hull City at home, we won 3-0 with goals from Carl and Grant, Janino Bakuna, and who, Mr. Porritt? I know it. Calm your skin. Right. You've asked me that. I knew, that we'd, I knew them two goal scorers, but that third one were elusive. So it's going to be someone probably a bit random. Uh, oh, no idea. God knows. Cos is getting way too excited there. We're not Cos passing these bursting. questions over. Yeah, no, no. Cos gets battered everywhere he goes. Cos <laughs> gets battered everywhere. I think Cosy's battered, but <laughs> I think he's had too too many estrellas. Go on, then you got five seconds. Five, four. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Three, two. Ben the answer is wrong. The answer was Elias Kachunga. So, Ooh. question number two. Did you know that, Cosy? Ain't nobody. Oh, I'm totally lying. I, I'm going to say a phrase. I'm so glad you, <laughs> glad you didn't bug me off. Yeah. That's who I just said as well. Oh, I should have thrown yeah. that over. Should have thrown that over. Shit, I don't. Yeah, at least you made me look a dickhead, even if you didn't mean it. Anyway, carry on, Matt. <laughs> right don't then. mention that the electricity cup game. I were there, mate. We only had three sides. Three sides. We've only. <laughs> right, number two. <laughs> Ollie, when we beat Hull two-one on the twenty-eighth of January, twenty-twenty, who scored a ninety-six minute winner? Steve Munier. Thank you for the Navidad. Correct. That's one for the fish. I feel that's quite a layup. Oh, yes, oh, great, great call. Were you there, all? Were you there that night? Uh, I wasn't there. I didn't go. I, I had to work, unfortunately. But I had it on the Sky and it, it came up and my dad shouted me down. And that's how I remember yeah. it. Cause he was Steve, Steve playing, the, playing the guitar, wasn't he? Yeah, excellent. Right, Cosy, this is you. So uh, we've had to go a little bit further back because Hull have been uh, out of our crosshairs for a little while but this is 2016 Rob Jewers Rob <laughs> oh no sorry mate what's the question in April 2016 Town and Hull drew 2-2 Jamie Patterson opened the scoring before Abel Hernandez and Adama Diomande put Hull in command Harry Bunn Harry Bunn then forced which current international footballer to put through his own do you know what? I'm going to mute you because it's not coming through right? just going to mute Cosy so we can repeat that so in April 2016, Town and Hull drew two all. Jamie Patterson opened the scoring before Abel Hernandez and Adama Diamande put Hull in command. Harry Bunn then forced which current international footballer to put through his own net? Is it Harry Maguire? Harry Maguire, that's correct. Thank you for the Navidad. We're one all. So round two, we're going back to the noughties. Uh, right, so first is going to be the fish. So, 15th of November, 2003, Town beat Hull City 3-1 with our very own Phil Senior playing a part. John Stead opened the score in for Town before Danny Schofield... This was a right game, by the way. This was a proper game. It was, decent. Before Danny Schofield rounded it off. But who scored Town's second goal on the day back in Mm. 2003? 
Stead first, Schofield third. Um, dun, dun, do, 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 dun, 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 so yeah, I was seven years old, so this is a tough one. Uh, I remember I remember everything from when I was seven, but go on. I'll take a punt on <laughs> Makaliski. Oh, afraid not. Cause, cause Matt, he... I've got someone say if I guess two. In my head first, I'd jump with it, but then Pavel Abbott just appeared. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'd go like for to... Pavel Abbott. Pause. Oh Boothy. Oh sorry. I like to yeah, I like sorry, to booth it, booth it. There you go. It was Boothy. <sighs> okay. There we go. Right. So, Cosy, you're next. 8th of January 2002. Town went to Boothbury Park and won 1 0 in the LDV Vans Northern Area semi final. Who scored? <laughs> what a match. Bloody hell, man. They had them stinking shirts on. You remember they had that bonus on? They were like, yeah, the tiger Audible thing. shirts. Yeah. Oh, God. So it's 2002. 2002. So I'm trying to think who's manager then. Let's, let's get that. Uh, Lou Macari. Oh, God. Uh, I don't think it will Leon Knight, so I ain't going to throw that out. Uh, jump on it then. I like to boo it, boo it, Andy it again. So there you go. Right, pause. You're looking very serious there. Now it's chance to even the score to make it 1-1-1. One, one, one. Uh, 5th of September 2004 and back in our Naughty's forever home of League One, Town beat Hull 4-0. Rob Edwards, Chris Brandon, and Andy Booth scored. Andy Booth loves a goal against Hull, doesn't he? But who opened the scoring for Town? Who opened the scoring for Town that day? Back in 2004. What was the song? Papa's got a brand new pick bag. Pav? Pauses equalised. Pavel Abbott was was the scorer. Yeah, well, so you're back level. Right, we're all level going into the last round, so this could end up a draw. So round three, the 90s. Uh, So Cozzy's got a slight advantage here, doesn't he, Ollie? So uh, we'll go with Cozzy first. Uh, On the 18th of April, 1993, who scored a thunder bastard at Boothbury Park? Cozzy, you're going to have to mute. Just mute you a moment there. Right. 18th of April, 1993. Who scored a Thunderbastard at Boothbury Park in a 2-1 defeat? Mr. Kosmala. I don't think she's right, but I'm going to go Lee Duxbury, mate. That's too early for Lee Duxbury. No. I'm going to turn this... In the last round, I'm going to start turning this over if someone's wrong because we need a winner. Anybody want to take a guess? Guessing's free, 1993. Couple of big players. Yeah. Cole got promoted, didn't it? Season before. Jacko, randomly. No. No. Ollie. Uh, Chris Billy. No, if I said coffee, would anybody get it? Who? Your line chopped there, Matt, with your shit Wi-Fi. <laughs> if I said <laughs> if I said coffee, would anybody get it? John no, Coffee from Green Mile. Oh, you're all bloody useless. Phil Starbuck. Right, so uh, okay. who's next? Did you see that about Phil Starbuck? Um, he's going to be a pastor or something, isn't he? Yeah, he's mate. He's getting inducted. Unbelievable. Anyway, I, what I'm, a career change. I'm currently uh, <laughs> trying to uh, make a video about Phil Starbuck for uh, for Andy Takes That Chance, so that's something to keep your eyes out for. So I should, <laughs> should have that in the next 12 months. You know how I work. 
So, uh, question two, <laughs> pause. This is for you. 8th of January. No, that's wrong. 24th of April, 1993. Phil, uh, Phil Starbuck and Simon Charlton scored in a 3 0 win at Leeds Road. Who opened the scoring from the penalty spot? Just try and think about who Town's penalty taker was in 1993. And he used to moan a lot on Radio Leeds as well. Oh, really? I know. I know. Da, 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 da. Penalties. I remember who set penalties at all back then. Um... All the fans used to clap. Full staff. Full staff, Pops. Full staff. That's terrible. That's not Jimmy Tarbuck. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm seeing this because he's done that. Impression. I was going to say something like Chris Marsden, but after that impression from Cosy, then no. It's a, it's a good chance. Know. Good job, you swear that. But go on, 10 seconds. Can I? Big bright. I've, I've got it from his impression, I think. Oh, I'm going to turn this over to Ollie then. <laughs> well, I'm no, not sure I can't set the pick. point. No, oh, Ollie's got it. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no, I got it half nice. a point each because I got it from the impression. That, oh, was, he, that was genius. Because he meant Frank Stapleton, but there we go. Yeah, so. Matt was <laughs> slagging my impression and it was a key to Victor there. But it's Ollie, a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so. What a short town, a short wildlife. Last one. <laughs> Easter, 1995. Jermaine Easter. I remember you know, scoring against town at Plymouth. I tell you what, I'll turn this over to Cosy if Ollie doesn't get this right. And and Cosy might get excited here. Easter 1995, Town went 1-0 up, but were pegged back by a former town loanee. Name that loanee. So this is Easter 1995. Settle down, Cosy. You've got to give him a chance. Easter 1995, Town drew 1-0 with Hull. Town went 1-0 up uh, before being pegged back by a guy that had spent a portion of the previous season on loan with us. Who is it? Man, I'm nowhere getting, oh, getting this. I'm not even going to have an embarrassing guess. Sorry, I've gone on this one. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I'm stick, I'm, a, stick a fork in me. I'm done, lads. Is, I'd struggle with naming a, a town player, um, but I, I wouldn't be able to name who scored for Hull against us. Uh, pass. Yeah, pass. Cosy, if you don't get this, I'm going to fly out to Spain. Rob and... Jewers. Yes, it's Rob Jewers. <laughs> 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 it was Rob Dewhurst. Oh, dear. Rob Dewhurst. Yeah, he was He was cash. Right, so, right. We're going to move it over to Cozzy's Corner. No one puts Cozzy in a corner. Cozzy, you're out there over in Spain. You went to watch Malaga. Yeah. Malaga yesterday. You wore your I town shirt. Bought, and one I question is... Bought- I've got yeah, one question. One question. Did anybody mistake down, you for down, a moi? Down, down. Like, mistake me for Anna Moy? No, we ate chins. No, <laughs> we didn't. But, but you know what? The one thing, like, everyone knows when they go on holiday, when it's a Saturday, you have your town shirt on and you, you risk it for a biscuit, don't you? You put it on all day and you keep it on. You don't go home. So I just thought, Malaga playing blue and white, town. And obviously, kind of fairly confident with Beatle and stuff. The one thing that I just were blown away by was the number of people that were coming up to me, like, up the town. It was, in, it was a bit annoying. Oh, God, they're watching what I say, because you might be watching this, but oh, there were, like, people coming up to me as I watched the game, like, what's your town? You know, and they knew so much. They're like, I've got a season card here, this, that, and the other. It's like today, like, 
that sort of shuts down. And then, and then the creme de la creme, I don't want to go to Malaga. Like, we'd have a drink, like, we were like Spanish Malaga fans coming up to me, like, Huddersfield Town are like amazing. Like, I've been to Huddersfield, and I think what I'm trying to say is, like, we like, we're massive. Nah, I feel like <laughs> out funny, but I think Unsil Town is like so well respected out of the area because you always think like we're you know, well I always think we're kind of a little small town and what have you it's like stuck in between a lot of kind of big kind of clubs. But when you come out here, people just know our badge, people know us and it's just brilliant. It's like today it's not walking around like, oh this I had one guy like that and it's like I don't think you realise that. We are respected above the you know part of across a lot of places and stuff like that as well. So I think my point I'm trying to make is when we're thinking, you know, let's finish 14, 13 and stuff. And also town are like, in a lot of people's eyes, are like a, a big club. So we should be aiming high. We should be, you know, wanting to finish like lower down and stuff like that as well. We should be wanting to finish up. And our proudest punch, like coming back last night, obviously I had a drink and town had won, but there were people like, what's your town? Blue and white stripes. They were like, what's that shirt? And I'm like, that's what it's your town. Oh, it's your town. But I know that Premier League two years has obviously caught a few, you know, people in there and that as well, especially like kind of the foreign audience. But it made me really proud. And it's like, when it is today, this kind of training talks like, oh, so you had a right wing they get there, didn't you? Like, yeah, up the town, like, I'm Stoke fan and this, that, and other. And I just think it's just a good thing in that as well, where, no offence, but like, if you had a Bradford City shirt on, no one would give a shit, would they? No one would care. Who are you? What's that? Is that like... I think they'd be wondering if you've been sick down it. I think that'd be what they would Yeah, exactly. But I think they were rambling there. But one chance, I was just really shocked by people notice your town near the Spanish English. And it and it was a big deal. And I love that as well, Matt, because it's like, we met, whether you like us or not, when in Premier League, we're doing that, and all that. We met in, in a, we met a different way, and it's like now people are like we're asking about us today, so it's brilliant. And you should always be proud to wear your colours. I think as well. That's another thing. Whether what division we're now, well, we're doing. What is your town a big and, and stuff and swings and roundabouts in it? Leeds were like bossing it. Town were like I remember what was that song? Leeds are going up, the town are going down. That when they beat us, all of a sudden it's different, and it sort of just keep going, mate. That's what I'm saying. Football is, is cyclical, isn't it? If you like. But, uh, mate, I keep telling you, Huddersfield Town are, are a, a, a bigger and better football club than a lot of people. I'm not saying they're massive or anything, but Huddersfield Town are a decent football club. And, and you know, I, I keep telling people, you know, everybody will run Huddersfield Town down if you give them chance. You know, and, and you know, stick your chest out. Be proud. Huddersfield Town is a good football club who's, that's achieved really good things in the game. You know, maybe some of it is 100 years ago, but still, you should never be scared of history or never be scared or never be worried about what this club achieved in the past. It was always, it's always just achieved its history. You know, no one can Matt, take that away from one guy us. came up to me at Malaga were like, Ushil Tan, Ushil, I've been there. What a place. They were like, I was like <laughs> laughing my head off because I... <laughs> but yeah, we had some good pubs. But it's yeah. like it's brilliant, isn't it? I, I don't think you realise that you know how much like outside of Wimbledon that we're we're kind of respecting and that as well. It was just pleasure. I just had a feeling. I thought it's a bit of a strange thing to do because obviously Malaga blue and white, and it's a bit of a lighter blue. I that blue. But I thought bollocks to it. Even if we lose against all, I'm going in that shirt. I think we're amazing. Like oh, this field. Oh, oh this field. Those people coming past. It's like this is just crazy, man. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, and on Wednesday night, we're playing again against our old men, 
Mr. I just want to kind of kick it on tonight, Matt. So I've I've watched quite a few uh, games this weekend through different kind of uh, glasses, shall we say? But one thing I've noticed: West Brom they weren't all that, mate. They got Carl and Grant, great finish, but Birmingham were awful. West Brom were pretty average. Fulham were all over the shop. They ended up winning, but QPR. Obviously, Chris Willock's got a nice goal, ex-town and that as well. And, you know, the same today, Cardiff were horrendous. As soon as they were all that, what I'm trying to say is, and all we mentioned it, didn't we, on ticks before, not, maybe I'm getting kind of weird, but this, I don't think it would take much to get up there and, and stay in there and have that challenge, you know, for the for the players and stuff like that as well. When I look, when I watched the argument, we were very efficient. They were crap, to be fair, though, but I just don't think there's there. There's no one outstanding like Norwich Watford and that as well. They had a bit of quality, but it is it is impressive. And then another kind of angle on it and that as well. I, Watford and Liverpool on another telly. And it just reminded me of like how there's a Premier League. Watford were absolute rubbish. Liverpool, like, were just, it were embarrassing. We're like a training ground. Like, Richard Keys and Andy Gray, they're kind of big over here. Anyone who's come abroad, they know they're all like being sports. Like, what's the point of Watford coming up? They shouldn't get their parachute payment. Rubbish, though. They're the worst team in Premier League, apart from Derby. I thought he was going to mention another seal there. But it's like, what I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> the championship is where it's at. It's so much more fun. You don't know what's going to happen. I just think, like, them Watford fans, what? How excited is that to see Salah just, like, doing what he's done and that as well? It, it just brought it home, pause that. Yeah, I want to do as well as we can, but... Would we want to get back? There's such a golf in there and that as well. And I just think Norwich fans, they know they're pretty much already. Watford pretty much, unless Ranieri can do some magic. It's, you know, even Leeds are struggling. I, yeah. I just love the fact we don't know what's going to happen. Like Wednesday night, Birmingham could beat us and we like Alex, but, but we think we can win, but we might lose. And I love that unpredictable. You don't get that in the Premier League now. I say flip that before you jump in, pause, but you flip that and Brighton are fourth and Brentford are eighth, you know, so the, mm. if, you, if you run correctly and the structure's right. I don't think our structure was right when we got promoted last time. I it was pretty much, you know, I, I still always say David Wagner dragged this football club kicking and screaming into the Premier League in many ways. But, you know, you, you, the proof is there. If you get your structure, your organisation, and, and you get your MO right and you stick to it, good things can happen. Yeah, I think that was a, that was a big thing. I think we know we ultimately played a massive, massive prize, not just in relegation, but, you know, we're kind of only just sort of starting to return the corner and, and recover from that and you're dead right there you know without going into it again because we've, we've said it many many times and near the back the backroom staff and you know the people in in charge of the departments weren't used to working with that sort of environment and that sort of pressure and that sort of budgets and that sort of stuff and you know hindsight is a wonderful thing but you look at the infrastructure at the club now and i know we did we touched on it a lot last week with uh, david hartrick and I, I think if we got promoted this season again it would potentially again do a lot more harm than good because all oh, well, yeah you'd have the euphoria maybe of getting promoted you, you just have another season of losing football again you know for the most part and I think actually in the long run getting promoted again would be you know don't get me wrong it would swell the coffers in the bank account you know you'd have to learn from before and maybe just say that we will won't spend a penny we'll take a thumping every week but as a fan you don't you don't really want to go and watch that so you know, if we finish top 10 this year, flirting around the playoffs the most of the season, you'd take that, wouldn't you? Well, I was having that with Swansea fan last couple of days and they were like, just, you're like us, you've been there, you've done the premiership, you've done it. It was almost like we've achieved what we're going to do. Just have some fun and that as well. And he wouldn't know decide to get up anytime soon and that as well. And I think the thing that was kind of interesting there is like they've just beaten Cardiff, they've 
they had more seasons than us in the, in the Premier League and that as well. But he's not asked to get back and like he goes like season card over and stuff like that as well. It's just like I think the Newcastle thing just has taken it away from me now. It's like mm-hmm. to get there and to have an impact. You've only got to hear our neighbours down the road now rumbling to happening out there all of a sudden. But well, I could tell them, mate, <laughs> to get anywhere, you've got to have serious cash. And they're not going to be happy to like leave mid-table. They're not even that now. So it's, it is a dilemma, but I'm enjoying what we're doing. But it, it, you want to be as good as you can be. It's such a tough one. I know what you're saying, Brentford, Matt, but we could say Sheffield, we could throw that out there to you and that as well. Look what happened there. But I think the British game is so frustrating, though, and it? It's just like... There's yeah. no one really with any kind of story. Stoke stayed there eight seasons, didn't they? And Swansea, I think they, he told me that five seasons and stuff. Obviously, we had two, but really, eventually, you're going to come Norwich just like up and down, West Brom up and down. And I don't know, I just having much more fun switching, you know, like going to the games on a Saturday now, thinking what's going to happen where you know, mate, when Watford v Liverpool, I could have told you, mate, we could have said what was going to happen. That, you actually, you know, you actually said game. in our WhatsApp thing, 5 0 when it was 2 0, didn't you? So, and, and there you go, it happened, it happened five minutes. But they'd spent so much money. I thought Richard Keyes were like, well, they should with all the players. I, I was like, you've not done your homework, mate, because they spent like seven million on players. So they should be doing better, like you said, Matt, and that's well. They should be doing better, but it Ranier, is. Ranier, Ranier, so, the gap is seismic, man. It, it's just so big, but I just think we've got to enjoy what we're doing and that as well and see what happens. But it's uh, like Ollie said earlier, in that text, it, it, there's going to be a place or two maybe in them top six where Someone you'd never have predicted could get there. So why not Huddersfield Town? But maybe I've had a drink too many. I think that's probably. <laughs> a, I think it's a good place to end the pod as well, isn't it? So that you know. I think you're probably right. We're all we're all we're all happy. Cos is extra happy. He's back in Spain. The sun's shining. The vitamin D is glowing from from Posi, from from Cosy and as well as the. Uh, the beers that he's drinking as well. So I think that's a good place. It's been a fun pod, is this? Uh, so thanks to everybody for getting in touch with, uh, you know, on, on the football forum. Thanks to Cosy for tuning in from uh, Espana. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun supporting Huddersfield Town at the moment. So, uh, and long may that continue, even if it goes up to the Premier League. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll be back for episode 120 uh, next week. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield 
So town play on Bring the car Back to The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, muck nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.